Hello. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Black Friday. <laughs> Hope you all had a good Black Friday. The day after that you're all thankful for everything in life. We, uh, we spend on materialistic possessions and things we don't need. And we trample over others. <laughs> my favorite part of Black Friday. I did I did my Black Friday shopping about a week or so. Like uh, four or so days ago maybe. Bought myself a PS5. Uh, new TV. For the PS5. Some good deals online, man. Alright, but we're not here to talk some... Uh, we're not here to talk Thanksgiving, though. I had a great one, and I hope you did. Hope you and your family had a great one. We're not here to talk that. We're not here to talk Black Friday shopping. We're here to talk Knicks. And I'm tired. And I kind of just want to run through this because it's it was a draining game. A draining overtime loss tonight at Madison Square Garden. It's windy outside. I've got the window open because I like to sleep in the cold because I'm a serial killer. And uh, I'm tired. And I kind of want to go to bed. So I'm going to try to breeze through this episode. Um, now, let's get to it. Let's just, yeah, let's get to our intro. And then we'll run through this next loss. All right. Welcome to BD4. An RJ Carbone podcast. BD4, where there is no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. We also do MMA. Yanks every series, Knicks every game, MMA on occasion. BD4 is a five-star show on Apple Podcasts, also available in video format on YouTube and Spotify. So thanks for stopping by, and we hope you enjoy the show. Champion of the world, Ernie, looking, see ya! Anthony for three, bang! That one goes down, and the game is tied! Time! Penetrate, creates, and showing some dexterity as well with the left hand. Hello, welcome to the show. Welcome to BD4. I'm your host RJ and you are listening to the podcast. Episode number 441 of the podcast. Thanks for stopping by. Appreciate it. We're going to talk some Knicks. Um, You know where to find me on all the podcast platforms. You know to subscribe, download, rate and review, share, all that stuff. You know where to find me and follow me on social media. <sighs> tired, man. Just tired of, uh, mentally tired of this team right now. That's what 500 teams will do to you, right? So the Knicks lose. Uh, as I'm recording, it's technically past midnight, so it's technically Sunday, early, early, early Saturday morning. Sorry, the 26th of November. But the Knicks just played. Friday night, November 25th, 2022, and lost to the Blazers in overtime. It's a good battle. Definitely a good battle, but they didn't walk away with the win against the Trailblazers. The Knicks lose. Sorry. 
stumbling over my words. The Knicks lose 132-129 to to Portland. Uh, the Blazers coming in without Lillard at the Garden. You'd think the Knicks would take advantage of this one. No. Uh, you know, these are games the Knicks must take. Or they're playing franchises with equal talent. Um, no star on the floor tonight. But it did not matter. The Knicks looked like they had control for a while in this one. They, um, you know, they, they were in competitive... They were in a competitive game the entire way, but they took a sizable lead in the second quarter. Um, They were up by 14 points for a few minutes there in the second, up until like the four minutes and change mark in the second quarter. And then from there, it kind of just like, it just felt like Portland stole the momentum and they were the team controlling the flow of the game. They kept putting pressure on the attack and getting to the free throw line over and over like crazy. I mean, Jeremy Grant, they made him look like Shaquille O'Neal tonight. He got to the free throw line 28 times. He shot 28 free throw attempts, I should say. The Knicks as a team... Shot 28 free throw attempts. Portland finished with 51 free throw attempts. That's a lot of free throws. Sure, did did officiating play a hand? Yeah, but the Knicks let them inside too. And the Knicks had their moments in the fourth quarter. You know, when I say Portland took the momentum in the second, at the end of the second, I'm not saying they just stormed and charged through the rest of the game. It was still close. The Knicks had moments in the fourth quarter. Randall picks up a big steal. Brunson was great in the fourth. He had a big-time post-up layup. Strong finish. Brought them up two points. RJ had some moments. A few minutes before that, he tied the game with a big fast-break layup. Down the middle there, finishing. Jericho Sims was fantastic down the stretch. But... At the end of the day, Portland executed, and they were consistent the entire second half, and they went on a big run late in overtime where the Knicks just couldn't stop them. They stopped that momentum as soon as they took took the ball back and had that possession after the Brunson layup in the post. Uh, Simons draws that puss-cake whistle on Grimes, who barely touched him. They knock down both free throws to tie the game. And then obviously Brunson gets a shot there at the end to win it. Uh, he gets into the lane, gets a good look at it. Just doesn't fall. And he's got to hit that shot. There's no excuse. That must go in. If that goes in, the game is over. He choked and it missed. Uh, but the game's not on him. He was the best player on the floor tonight for the Knicks. The Knicks go to OT and lose, and it's really many things. And again, I'm tired, so I'm going to try to sum it up as quick as I can. But it was a few things. It was Thibodeau and his lineups attributed to this loss. Um, 
again, letting role players go out there and have career nights. The Knicks just not having that talent, lacking talent. It seems like it's always Brunson or Bust. And just the moneymakers not producing all this money on this team. You know, uh, uh, this big payroll for a team that's going to be 37 to 42 wins. R.J. Barrett and Julius Randle, again, tonight, not living up to their salaries. It was the rebounding. It was the boxing out. Josh Hart had 19 rebounds. That should never happen. Josh Hart should never get 19 rebounds. Our starting center had six rebounds, and he averages that. And we still paid him the bag. Mitch was off and on tonight. He was a mixed bag, but he's not cutting it this year. He's not conditioned yet. He's always hurt. He's always going to need the time to come back from getting hurt. It's, it's, it's always something with him, man. And Hartenstein's not the guy either. Again, tonight, he's just getting abused down low in the game's most important moments. Actually, the moment he left the game for Mitch in the fourth quarter, the Knicks ended up going on a big run sparked by Mitch Robinson on both ends in transition there. But it goes back to Tibbs and his lineups. 40 minutes tonight between Mitch and Hartenstein versus 13 minutes for Sims. I mean, how do you let that happen? How do you sit the best center so far this year on your roster until late in the fourth quarter. The Knicks lost the rebounding department 15-5 to in the third quarter. Sims saw zero minutes in the period. The Knicks gave up 132 points overall tonight. Sims still can't see a 20-25 minute effort in an overtime game. It, ju- it, it He just Tibbs took way too long to go to Sims, man. It's just unfair. It's not fair. The kid rebounds, he defends, he uses his body down low, and he's making impact offensively when he's involved. He had the end one tonight. He's been knocking down his free throws so far. He's setting strong screens. And he's an athletic freak who is a lob threat anytime he's near the rim. So I'm tired of Sims being the odd man out. Hartenstein's just way too slow defensively. And if you have to sit Mitchell Robinson, then sit Mitchell Robinson. The bottom line is you can't sit Sims. We cannot keep doing this half-assed, two-and-a-half big man rotation. We need an identity. Guys need to know their roles. Jericho Sims has earned his minutes. If he plays a little bit more, this game might not go to overtime. The Knicks might win this because Sims played key moments in the third quarter there. I even thought with as pathetic as R.J. Barrett was, why couldn't we see Quickly and Grimes in there together down the stretch? After the third quarter, Quinton Grimes basically stopped playing. But you needed that defense. You needed it with RJ out there giving up easy lanes and way too much room to guys on the perimeter. We also severely missed Cam Reddish tonight. We needed his length defensively. 
But that's another reason that you you run Grimes out there at least five, six, seven more minutes. You know, Simons was cooking. He had 38 points, and you kept RJ out there, who was awful, awful, awful on both sides of the ball once again. But 44 minutes for RJ? Why? I loved the IQ Deuce Grimes lineup combination. I thought we should have saw more of that. But yeah, RJ looks like a, uh, he looks awful, like a blind JV high school player out there playing in the NBA. That's what he looks like. He had 19 points. He rebounded 10. He uh, assisted on five. Sure. But it's, it's the shooting efficiency. He shot six for 22, one for seven from three. He played zero defense. And if you watch, yeah, if you watch the game tonight, he made some god-awful decisions when he had the ball. He had the carry in overtime. He had the one where he was hooking Josh Hart's arm but got away with it. He almost traveled when he went right by Obi Toppin, wide open on the elbow three, and instead he forced another drive. Just dumb decisions. Tunnel vision. The friggin' shooting. It cannot go on like this. You cannot be in the NBA and continue to shoot this poorly. It's been so bad. I would normally say G League the guy. But I know that will never happen because of optics and politics and he's being paid the big money now. I get it. But I'm getting these DSJ 2.0 vibes right now where you start out promising and the kid never reaches his potential and he ends up flat out busting. I hope it's not that. I don't think he's that bad, but I just don't think he's that good. It's it's worse that he's been so damn inefficient this year. And now he's he's just, on top of that, he's just got this tunnel vision. That's always been an issue for him, but it's gotten so much worse during this span. He's become such an easy player to guard. Whoever's assigned with R.J. Barrett every night... It's easy because you can you can either let him shoot the spot up three because he'll miss or you D him up a little bit on his drive and you're good to go because he's got zero pop to throw it on a dunk. You saw that attempt he had earlier tonight. The ball went flying behind the rim. Head down to the paint and pray for a whistle. That's his best move right now. That's his best attribute is bully ball and pray you make contact and get the call. That's not the best plan of attack. He's got no offensive package. He's got no athleticism. And we wonder why he's so inefficient. But again, I'm not shocked. I just think this is who he is. I don't think he's this bad, but I also don't think he's as good as he is when he's good. I think RJ Bear is a decent role player. He's a number three option, probably a number four option on good teams. He can't play defense. He's a high-volume, inefficient scorer. And he's a streaky three-point shot that doesn't normally fall. He's okay. He'll score you 15 to 20 on average. And he won't do it very efficiently, mostly. He's decent. And that's not really what we want from 30... Whatever the hell he's getting paid. It starts next year, but whatever. Now, do we always put RJ Barrett in the best positions to succeed? No. But at some point, talent finds a way to be talented. And he's just okay. 
and and Julius Randle. Tonight, my gosh. Like that that's 23 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists, 3 steals. He shot 8 for 19, 3 of 8 from 3, 4 of 4 at the line. But he was also a minus 17 in the box score. And that one didn't really um, lie. Like the eye test matched it. I didn't like his play tonight. I thought he was too selfish on both ends. I thought Julius was lazy defensively. Just standing around in no man's land too often. And on offense, I thought he was... Selfish. I, he wasn't using his teammates enough, nor his brain for that matter, because that heat check in overtime, dude. And he does that too much, where he makes one single three point shot. One, that is it. One shot. But then the very next possession, he demands the ball, or he's taking it up court and he chucks another three pointer. That's not how heat checking works. You don't heat check one make. He did this in the fourth, in the overtime period. I'm sorry. Literally, you, you can't waste possessions like that. They're too valuable in overtime. It costs to the Knicks the, the overtime period. Because he gets the first one to fall. So credit to him there. But then he does it. He, does, he takes the dumb heat check shot. And he took it the second the shot clock began. Portland gets the board. And from there, they go on a 7 nothing run. And the Knicks are in a hole in overtime. And that was it. That was it. That was absolutely it. So. On a bright spot. uh, Jalen Brunson. Bing bong. Brunson gets a bing bong ball tonight. 32 points, 5 boards, 4 assists. One turnover. Uh, he continues to be phenomenal at point guard. I'm not going to repeat myself. <laughs> Talk about him too much. Um, but the team unfortunately goes where Jalen Brunson goes. It's become a point where the Knicks are becoming the Yankees in that it's one guy doing everything. Jalen Brunson has become the Aaron Judge of the Knicks. Right now, not many guys are doing anything but Jalen Brunson. And it's funny because Brunson said he came here not to be the savior. Right now, he's saving this team's ass from being many games below 500. And, and some would argue that they would rather be in that position, but you all know where I stand there. Um, this is Brunson's 12th Bing Bong game ball this year. He has been... Great. So he was key down the stretch. He second consecutive thirty point game from Jalen Brunson. Um, there's you know he's got phenomenal footwork and such a soft touch when he gets into the into the box, into the painted area. Just so he's perfected his craft in that area. He really has. Great leader. Great game. Yeah, another bing bong ball goes to Emmanuel quickly. Um, 18 points, 4 boards, 5 assists. He didn't shoot well at the end of the day, but he was 40% from 3, 4 of 10. And he hit both of his free throws. 7 bing bong balls on the year for quickly. 
He's been good off the bench lately. Um, he was on fire in the first half. Great first quarter with eight quick points and under five minutes of play. Quieted down for sure in the second half. But he was key to the Knicks getting that second wind of life in the fourth quarter there. The Knicks enter the fourth, I think, down four points. Um, he was making key shots, knocking down free throws, three-pointers. He was rebounding. He had the quick inbound steal to get the Knicks another possession in. Lays it in. Puts the Knicks up one. And he played very, very strong man-to-man defense on uh, Jeremy Grant, especially during that one sequence where you know Grant ended up using his size and giving the best of him, but still. He continues to play very well on both ends of the ball lately. Uh, ever since he's been here, the trade rumors, he stepped it up. But again, he's got to gotta become more efficient with the shooting. That's something that hasn't changed with him either. And that's why I don't consider him an untouchable. Half of the freaking Nick fan, half of them, 90% of the Nick fan base flips out. They flipped out the other day when they saw Quickly was in a trade rumor. None of these guys should be making you flip out when you hear their name in a rumor. None of them, man. None of them. You guys are never going to learn. But, um, yeah, that's really it. Like I said, I'm not trying to go too much longer than 20 minutes or so. The Knicks lose, that's it. Uh, again, mismanaging some lineups, poor execution, dumb decisions, rebounding, boxing out, defensive effort in, in basketball IQ. Just the bottom line, I will say this for the millionth time, it is just plain and simple for me. The Knicks just don't have much talent. They have middle-of-the-pack talent. And because of that, they are a middle-of-the-pack team. And they will be a middle-of-the-pack story the entire year until they get some more talent. So blame Thibodeau. I get it. He wasn't great tonight. Blame this, that, the third. At the end of the day, good teams win. Lesser teams lose. Um, But yeah, for tonight's game... Again, this was a game where without Lillard on the floor, both teams had similar talent. So you could definitely blame Thibodeau for this. But R.J. Barrett, making big money, hasn't come through. Randall, making big money, did not come through. Jalen Brunson is the only one living up to his contract. So we're going to head to break, get back from break, wrap this the hell up with the parlay and the trivia. Stay with us. We will be right back. Hey guys, so if you are a listener of the podcast often and you want to know where to find me on social media, you can find me on Facebook at BD4. You can find me on Twitter at BD4Pod. And you can also find me on Instagram at Rob J. Carbone. BD4 is located on many different platforms. You can listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, and if you do there, be sure to give us a five-star rating and review. You can listen to it on Spotify, but you can also watch the podcast on both Spotify and YouTube. BD4 is available on many other platforms as well. All you got to do is search it up. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and much more. We also have a website now for BD4. 
If you go to bdfordblog.com, you can find the blog, the podcast links, and also where to find me on social media. Just go to bdfordblog.com. All right, welcome back to the show, episode 441 of the podcast. Thanks for stopping by and listening to BD4. Let's get to uh, RJ's parlay. Welcome to RJ's Parlay, where my degenerate self breaks down tonight's big parlay. If I miss, it's not surprising. If I hit, I'll probably lose it all the next night. Because that's how this works. Welcome to RJ's Parlay. Tonight's big parlay, we had a five-pick parlay on this Knicks game. We have the Knicks 10.5 alternate spread. We have the over on two, 204.5. It was an alternate over-under. Brunson, 6-plus assists. Randall, 17-plus points. Barrett, 14-plus points. It was a 5-picker for plus 198 odds. And I ended up hitting 4 of the 5, so we lose. The only one I didn't hit was Brunson, who finished with 4 and not 6 assists. So that's nice. He's usually a guaranteed six assists, too. But maybe next time. Let's wrap it up with our question of the day as soon as we get back from break. Stay with us. Studio 69 Productions is a podcast production agency created by Leo Rodriguez to allow content creators to market their podcast. It's an online platform that will market your podcast or any other project that you're working on. Get in touch with Leo Rodriguez from Studio 69 Productions. You can find Studio 69 Productions on Instagram at Studio69NJ. Studio 69 Productions, where dreams are heard and born. Episode 441 of the podcast. Our NYY NYK MMA question of the day for this episode is Who won more regular season games in their tenure as Knicks head coach? Riley or Van Gundy? Who won more regular season games in their tenure as Knicks head coach? Riley or Van Gundy? Alright. Uh, let me know the answer wherever you can reach me. One last time. Who won more regular season games in their tenure as Knicks head coach? 
Pat Riley or Jeff Van Gundy. All right, the Knicks lose. Um, scored 129 points tonight against the Blazers in overtime. 55 rebounds. Actually, that, that stat may be off. Because they, I think I, uh, I don't know, they updated it last minute, but whatever. Fuck it, who cares? They fucking lose. <laughs> Can't give up a bajillion free throws <clears throat> and expect to win a game. The free throws killed them. Awful defense. This defense sucks. It sucks. Wasn't even the three-point shot tonight, but they can't defend the dribble drive. And that's what their focus is supposed to be on, too. All around, it sucks. It says something when your coach is supposed to be a defensive guru and your team can't play defense. I don't know. We're going to be going through these range of emotions. Day to day, we feel differently about this team, right? But uh, that's what 500 teams are. They, they take you through that emotional roller coaster. And um, listen, as I have been consistent with, though, all season, I'm saying that this team is, is 500 and they are stuck in this purgatory where they need to find a way to win just enough to attract superstar talent or to attract GMs into seeing, oh, Maybe some of these young players can be attached with a couple draft picks so we can get that disgruntled star. The problem is, we don't know who that is yet because it hasn't happened yet. It eventually usually always does, but until then, we're going to be stuck in this middle land. And, and we hope that Leon does pull the trigger this time. Uh, although, you talk to a Knicks fan and they think that you know Deuce McBride sitting at the end of the bench is going to be the next D-Rose. I mean, these guys are delusional, some of these guys. <laughs> This Knicks team doesn't have a star on their roster. I want you to get all, all every Knicks fan out there who thinks there's a star on this roster. You need to get get that through your head first. Once you get past that, it feels a little better. All right, but get that through. Let, let that sink in. This Knicks team doesn't have a star that is currently on their roster right now. If that comes back to bite me. So be it. If R.J. Barrett becomes the next Jimmy Butler, if Randall becomes the next Bam Adebayo at age 28 years old already, then so be it. But I'm pretty sure none of this is going to happen. The Knicks, right now, do not have a star. They do not have a guy who's going to become a star. And they need to get a star. And they need to trade anybody they can to get that star. And you figure out the rest later. I'm not holding on to draft picks. I'm not holding on to role players, young guys, because I think they're going to be good. I am done. They botched the Donovan Mitchell thing. You cannot do that again. The only reason Leon Rose is GM is not because they think he's a good GM. This is a sports agent they hired because they know he's got connections to those stars. And he's not done that yet. 2019 free agency was a joke. We all know and remember that Dolan basically guaranteeing that we're going to get that big superstar. It didn't happen. KD, Kyrie, Kawhi, none of that happened. We botched uh, the, the trade deadline last year with the guys who were available. We just botched the Mitchell thing. We have got to strike at some point. We had the Donovan Mitchell thing in our hands. And he said, oh, no, want the draft pick, want the third pick. Protected, unprotected, all that bullshit. I, it's, it's all blurred to me right now. I'm tired. I want to go to bed. I'll see you next time. Later.
This episode was brought to you by Anchor.